0: Hey, hey, hey! This is Christina Combs with Beauty and a Bible. I pray that the Lord will bless, bless, bless any and all who listen. Please, please, please do a written review at the end of the episode, and that will help get the word out to anyone that has not listened. I pray many, many blessings upon you guys, and I love you so much. Thank you so much for supporting my podcast, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Okay, you guys. So, of course, as always, let's just go ahead and pray because I want to jump right into this while I'm home by myself. haven't had a lot of home time by myself. Since my father-in-law passed, my husband's been home, so that's one of the reasons I haven't really posted a lot lately, but I'm trying my best to get back on track. Um, But anyways, so if you'll bow your head with me, if you can, that's great. If you can't, it's no problem, but all right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you today thanking you, Lord, for everything that you have done for me and my family. For all of your comfort, for all of your patience and understanding that you have provided us. And for your wisdom, most of all for your love and forgiveness and your love in general. Because no one can love us like you can and no one can show us love like you can. And Lord, I just thank you so much for everything that you do for us. Father, I pray that you will continue to guide me in this podcast, that you will continue giving me um, things to discuss, things to talk about on here, and just continue letting this be a blessing to all those who listen in some way. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I've been sitting here. I have been working on a puzzle, you guys, for days. It's a little thousand-piece puzzle, <laughs> and um, my husband's even actually, like, he sat down with me a few times, and he's done some as well, him and his, uh, Mamma used to do them before she passed. Um, and that's just kind of something that we have in common because when I was at home with my grandma, um, when I lived at home with my grandparents, me and my granny, we did puzzles and stuff all the time. And I talked to her earlier over the phone. She's like, man, I haven't done a puzzle in years. And I was like, yeah, I know I hadn't either. I actually had this one for a while and I've had it on the bottom of my coffee table. And, um, my oldest daughter, she found it the other day. and Well, last week, actually, before she went back to her dad's. She found it, and she's like, hey, Mom, can we do this puzzle? And I'm like, why, sure, you know, because I forgot about it anyways. I was like, so get it out, and we'll do it. <sighs> yeah, she left me to go to her dad's. I've been stuck on it, and I guess my, <laughs> my poor little husband must have felt sorry for me because he's actually sat down with me a few times and tried to help me. <laughs> <laughs> to get it finished. It may be maybe he feels sorry for me, but then again, maybe it's because I've neglected my wife duties, you know. Like he's got supper here and there. Mostly just like little, little quick meals. And he it may just be, you know, he may be like, you know, if I don't hurry up and help her get this puzzle done, it might be a while before I get an actual meal again around here. <laughs> you know what, guys, that is okay. Like, (laughs) you don't have to stick to a constant routine every single day. Like, us stay-at-home mamas, like, every single day. This is something, I actually probably have a couple different subjects here that we're just going to kind of touch on and talk about because I have a few different things on my mind. But, like, me and my really good friend this morning, you know, she and I, we talk daily. And I'm like, I thank the Lord for her all the time because, you know, I need her. Like I, I need our conversations and stuff. And we had been friends, you know, all through school and stuff. And we actually got closer once we became parents. We became, you know, moms. It seemed like we became closer then. And now that I have gave my heart to the Lord, we've gotten even closer because we share that sister bond in the Lord. And it, it's, you know, it's it's different. It's a different kind of sister bond. But um, I love her to pieces. Um, she is dealing with sickness right now. Her and her husband, um, COVID, has hit their home. So pray for them, you know, like she's she's not feeling the best or whatever. But like she and I was talking, you know she said that um you know she's not used to her husband being home all the time (laughs) and uh it's not funny but it is because I understand where she's coming from because I'm not used to my husband being home all the time either like I'm one of those that like the week that my kids are gone I don't fix breakfast because I don't usually eat breakfast I just drink coffee Which, if you guys have listened to a lot of my podcasts, then you caught on to that by now. That 90% of the time, I drink coffee. Like, I pretty much live on coffee in the morning times. Sometimes up till 2 or 3 o'clock in the day before I realize, hey, you've not drank anything but coffee. You should probably consume some water, you know. But anyways, as always, I'm sniffling. I have froze to death all day. I'm sitting here at my kitchen table working this puzzle covered up in um covered up in my electric blanket that my husband got me for Christmas because I freeze to death. But anyways, I'm totally off subject. I'm just babbling on you guys. I, I think I'm just kinda I don't know, maybe I'll just have a lot to talk about. Y'all understand, us women, we talk a lot. Um, but anyways, so, uh, she said that he was like, where's breakfast? And she said, she was like, well, you know, let me get the kitchen cleaned up because she and I are a lot alike in that manner. Like we both do dishes of the morning time. You know, we don't do dishes at night after dinner. A lot of people do dishes, but we don't. We do ours of the morning. You know, we clean up everything because I like my kitchen freshly cleaned before I cook. I have that routine, you know, before I do dinner as well. I make sure it's freshly cleaned. Um, she does the same thing. Like, she's, you know, one of those, she cleans everything up right before she cooks. And then, you know, she'll cook, and then she'll do it again before dinner. And then we both leave dinner for the next morning. And then we start all over again. Anyways. um, So... You know, he was like, "Where's breakfast or whatever?" And she said, "She told him, you know, that um, as soon as she got the dishes and stuff washed, that she would, um, you know, get it started or whatever." Well, she said it wasn't long that he looked at her and says, "Well, uh, why don't you took this garbage out?" You know, because she takes it, you know, out to a specific area. Like she takes it out of the can and to the porch, and then he takes it on to the bin. And she she said he asked her why she hadn't took that garbage out. And, I mean, it's it's not funny. But, I mean, it, it wasn't funny then, you know. But, like, we can, like, she's like me. We look back on things, you know, when we've been angry or upset about something. And we laugh about it because, you know, we know that a lot of stuff is just petty and, like, There's no sense to even argue about it. But sometimes, you know, that devil, he just steps in, especially, you know, when you're serving the Lord, he likes to put his two cents in there and, um, he likes to get us frustrated. He knows us women are easily frustrated. We're kindly short tempered at times. And he uses that to his advantage, especially with our spouses. Like he tries to use our spouses to the fullest extent. And, um she said christina if he don't get back to work soon she said we just can't do it we can't be in the same you know we can't be at home together more than five days she said because then it gets to the point i can't even stand to hear him breathe and i'm like honey you are preaching to the choir because i fully understand that i fully do I'm going to tell you right now, if you have not been, if you and your spouse do not argue or you've never had an argument, you've never had a disagreement, or you've not been to the point to where you're like, if he don't stop, I'm going to absolutely wring his neck. Then I don't know. Are you really truly in love? Are you really truly married? Because I'm going to put it like this everyone argues every couple every couple will have an argument disagreement at some point in life you know but it's all in how you choose to handle it you know yeah she was frustrated you know like because she didn't feel good if if she wouldn't have been sick you know it, it wouldn't have bothered her period but she was you know she she's got covid she doesn't feel well, he's got it too, you know, so they're trying to do everything like they always did because of course, with Covid if you just sit down and you don't do anything, that's when you get the sickest, but um you know she she was you know she was upset and she was irritated and And we complain to each other, and, you know, that's a good thing about having a buddy, having, you know, a sister that you can go to, to where that, you know, you can cry and complain and get out what you need to get out so that way you don't take it out on your spouse. And you don't have anyone judging you or, you know, saying, oh, well, you should have handled it this way or you should have handled it that way. No. She handled the situation just fine, you know. Like she said, she done what she you know normally does, but you know there's a lot of times to where men they don't realize that moms literally we never get a day off ever. Whether you are a full time stay at home mom or whether you work outside of the home, I don't care if it's full time, part time, whatever. You never have a day off, even if you work outside of the home and you have a day off from your employer, you still have to come home and do your wife and mom duties. And a lot of men don't realize that, you know, like they they speak before they think a lot of times and they don't realize that, hey, you know what, my wife, she don't get a break from this. Whether she works, you know, whether she works outside the home or she don't, she never gets an actual break. She never gets an actual day off. That's why sometimes us moms, like I have days to where that literally I will plant my butt on the couch and I'll move if I feel like it. And if I don't feel like it, I don't like you know I have I can be very stubborn I I can I can be very very stubborn and my husband knows it and he knows if he says too much that I'll buck up and I just will not do it but he also knows that I'm a different person now than what I was when we first got married and and my friend like she's a different person than what she was when her and her husband first got married you know We've grown. We handle things a lot different, you know. And this is where a lot of us Christians go wrong in situations like this. When we have someone that comes to us and confides in us, And, you know, is reaching out to us, you know, like I could tell she was, you know, she was frustrated. She was like, I am on a lot of days, you know, she was on the verge of tears and I've been in her shoes. So I prayed, I prayed for her and I prayed for her husband. And a lot of times she and I, we record our prayers. We do like a voice recording and we send it, you know, to one another. And it makes you feel good knowing, hey, you know, they're really praying for me. Because I know a lot of times people will say, I'll pray for you. And then they really don't. You know, they really don't pray for you. But I know and she knows that if, if something's going on, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for her. If she's sick, if she's sad, if she's stressed. You know, if she's just having a mom day, like, you know, everything's just overwhelming. I'm going to pray for her. I'm not going to judge her. I'm not going to say, hey, this is what you should do or this is what you shouldn't do or whatever. We do give each other advice sometimes or like we say, well, in this situation, you know, in this, this is how I would handle that. But, you know, what you do is you, but this is how I have handled it, or this is how I would handle it. And then, of course, if we handle that situation different, there's no judgments passed on that, you know. I mean, and that's where a lot of us Christians get things wrong is instead of when someone comes to us and they're overwhelmed, Because sometimes us wives and moms and even down to husbands, sometimes we're so frustrated. And like, honestly, the devil is fighting us, you know, because he gets in your head. If you're having, you know, a disagreement or argument, he'll step right in there and he and he will poke you until you say something that you end up regretting later or whatever. He'll poke and prod and push you. Till you know he can't anymore, but a lot of us Christians, you know like in those times, it's hard to pray for yourself. sometimes it is hard to pray for yourself, you know, like I've had times where my kids have been sick before, and I'm just so worried and and stuff that like I forget to take the time to ask the Lord to come by and touch them. And I do the same thing in my marriage. Sometimes, like, I fully have to step back and ask the Lord to come by and handle the situation at hand so that I don't handle it in a way that's going to hurt my marriage or hurt my husband or my children or whatever, you know. Sometimes we just, you know, are so overwhelmed that we just can't pray at that moment. And the Lord knows and he understands that. And that's why that it's good to have a brother or sister or whatever in Christ that you can call on. And without even having to ask them, they will pray for you. That's where us Christians fail one another is because instead of praying for that person and their situation, you know, just automatically, just automatically praying for that person. Sometimes we'll end up making the situation worse. Or we'll end up, you know, throwing an opinion out there that should have never been thrown out there or whatever, or something like that. Instead, we should just automatically just pray automatically ask the Lord to intervene in whatever the situation is at hand, whatever they're facing, whatever the trial is, we should just automatically stop and ask the Lord to intervene in that situation and handle that for them. You know, like I I kid, you know, like I, joked with her a little bit to try to you know kind of get her mind elsewhere but i prayed for you know and i recorded my prayer and i sent it to her and in the middle of my prayer i said lord you know give her comfort and give her patience and understanding." i said but lord don't give her strength because if you do (laughs) and we both you know like we both got a good laugh out of it and she laughed about it as well And, you know, she probably really needed that little bit of a giggle to take the stress and strain off of the situation. Because sometimes you do. Sometimes you need that little giggle to be like, man, this is so silly. And I'm sure that by now, you know, everything's good. You know, everything's settled and fine and everything's calmed down. If not, you know, she would have already been like Christine I need you to pray again or something, you know, she would have already let me know. But sometimes that is where we go wrong is we get too wrapped up in worrying about hurrying up and calling someone else and letting someone know, hey, so and so is having trouble in their marriage, or so and so's having a, you know, an argument with their husband today. Or something silly and just absolutely completely ridiculous that shouldn't even, you know, go from your lips to someone else's ears because it's not your business to tell. Um, But um, instead of that silliness, we should pray for that person and their spouse or their children or whatever it is, you know, that they're struggling with that day. We should take the time and, you know, talk to the Lord and ask the Lord to come in and handle that situation at hand and to help them, you know, not try to stir the pot and make the whole situation worse than what it, you know, ever was. That's where a lot of people fail each other is they're too worried about gossiping and you know, not minding their own business than they are to pray about someone in their situation. Me, I'm I'm not even gonna lie, I used to be a gossiper. Like I was a, a bad gossiper. And um I've got to the point now that even my mama like she'll try to talk to me about something or whatever, and I just flat out look at her and I'm like, I don't hear it. You know, I don't care what so-and-so does. I don't care what so-and-so says. All I care about is what the Lord has to say about me, what he knows about me, and what he feels about me. No one else matters. You know, no one else's opinion of how I dress matters. No one else's opinion of how I speak matters. You know, nobody's. Like, I have so much respect for my granny that, you know, I have always, before I've done anything, I've always sat back and was like, what's my granny going to think about this, you know, or how is my granny going to feel about this if I do this? But, you know, it doesn't matter what she says or what she thinks or how she portrays it. What matters is what the Lord is going to say about it. And how, you know, how he's going to feel about how I handle it or how I dress or the way I look or whatever. That's whose opinion matters. At the end, that's what matters, okay? So before you go off gossiping or, you know, making things worse, making a mountain out of a molehill, However you want to put it, you know, pray, stop and pray for that person, for that sister in the Lord, for that brother in the Lord, you know, for, it don't matter if they're in the Lord or if they're not, if they, you know, are having an issue, pray for them because God, you know, everybody needs the Lord, everybody And instead of passing judgment, we should be teaching them about the Lord. We should be showing them Christ through us, you know, and we can do that in such simple ways as saying a prayer, you know, praying for someone, especially if it's someone, you know, that's out in the world, like they're not a Christian or whatever. But yet every time, you know, or say like maybe the first time they ever come to you, that they've trusted you with an issue that they're facing and instead of doing what most people do and, you know, spreading whatever their issue is, you just pray for them and you keep it between you and them, you know, like just because we pray for someone doesn't mean that we go and boast about it or we go and we tell it. Like the only reason that I'm telling you about this is just to try to get a point out there, and I hope that you guys understand what I'm saying here, what I'm trying to get across to you. But um, anyways, sometimes I just get real mouthy, like I I just talk and I go from one thing to the other. But anyways, once you become that person that someone knows that, hey. If, you know, this is going on and if I tell it to so-and-so, they're going to pray for me. They're going to pray and they're going to ask the Lord to help me in this situation. It'll get to a point to where that before they will go to anyone else, they'll come to you because they'll know, well, I can trust this person. And instead of going out and and talking about me, they're going to pray for me. They're going to pray and they're going to ask the Lord to come by. And help my whole situation. And you know what? When it comes right down to it. No matter if that person is a believer. In the Lord. Or you know. Or they may have a complete different belief than you. Or whatever. Deep down. At the end of the day. That's what they're going to want. And that's what they're going to remember. Is you know what? I can go to so and so. They, and they're they not going to pass judgment on me. But they're going to pray for me. You know, they're not going to be off talking about me, but man, are they going to pray for me? And that's what truly matters. That is what really, truly matters. And my sister in the Lord, she knows that at any time, I don't care what time it is, if she needs prayer, that's what I'm going to do. She doesn't even have to ask me. It's just automatic. If there's something going on or they're dealing with sickness or whatever, You know, the issue is I take it to the Lord because there's some times that I can't take stuff to the Lord for myself. But I know that if I call on her or if I call on my granny, and there's even times like she even knows that my granny will do the same thing for her. And that's what it means to live for the Lord. You know, is you have people that you can call on and you and you know that they are going to pray you know, the prayer of faith, and the Lord is going to take care of it, like, you don't have a doubt, like, there's just some people that you know is like, man, I know that they pray, and when they pray, they really pray until they get, you know, through to the Lord, but, um, you know, I call on her a lot, and I call on my granny a lot, and, like, um, She even, sometimes she'll say, will you call your granny and have your granny to pray as well? And I'm like, honey, absolutely. Like, that's usually the first thing that I do anyways, you know, or I'll pray. And then if I call granny later, or like if it's an emergency, I'll call granny right then. And I'm like, hey, I need you to pray. And, you know, I know I have confidence that she will. You know, she won't even question it she don't have to have details i'm just like pray for so and so and she will and then you know it may be a day or two later she'll call me and she'll check on them and if she can't remember their name because she's not very good with names she'll say you know that person that you had me pray for you know are they okay or how are they doing or something like that you know and it's just simple little things like that that mean the world It means the world to people. Um, I have another friend. um, He's male. um, And that's another thing. It is totally fine to have friends of the opposite sex when you can control yourself. And you know that you're not going to be doing anything that is going to hurt you with the Lord. And they know they're not going to be doing anything that's going to hurt you with the Lord. Or if ever something were to come about, then it gets nipped in the butt right then and there. You know, it's totally fine to have communication with the opposite sex. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be lusting or committing adultery or idolatry or anything like that this society is so messed up on how, um, they portray, you know, men and women, you know, people of the opposite sex, um, have an actual friendship or whatever. But anyways, I have this friend and like, he's another one. We went all through school together and stuff. And, um, he's a great person. He is a great person. Um, I hadn't had him on my Facebook in a while because, like, we, we're we not very close, you know, like me and my ladies are, like, we're not very close or whatever, but I've always been one, you know, up until I had the Lord, to I, you know, fully accepted the Lord in my life, um, I've always been one of those females that was like, you know that's a man or whatever, probably shouldn't have them on there. Like whenever I was in a relationship, I'd just go through and start removing people off my Facebook or whatever. But I don't feel like that that is a necessity anymore to do stuff like that because I know that I love my husband and my husband knows that I love my husband and the Lord knows where my heart is and he knows my intentions. So what anyone else thinks doesn't matter, you know, but anyways, um, I had actually, he had come across my mind a few days before and I, he popped up on my people, you may know. And I was like, ah, you know, so I sent him a friend's request. Well, he accepted my friend's request. And the first thing that I see in his feed is, you know, he was completely public with what was going on with him and stuff. And he was really struggling. So. The first thing I did was I just started praying for him, you know, like I just I started praying for him and asking the Lord to come by and help him with whatever the situation was, you know, whatever his need was, whatever was going on that the Lord would just intervene, you know, and and come through and guide him. So I waited a few days and then I actually messaged and I checked on him, you know, and and I sent him you know, like a prayer and stuff like that, you know, like I, I've i still been praying for him and stuff. And um, he said, you know, it means a lot that you have reached out to me, you know, and he said, you have no clue how much it means to me that, you know, you're praying for me and that you have checked on me. He said, because I really needed friends. He said, I, I've really needed someone. He said, and I really appreciate it. And I said, this is my job. You know, as a Christian, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I'm supposed to be praying for those that are sick or hurting or whatever their need may be. You know, if it's financial or whatever, that that's my job. I should automatically be doing that. You know what my payment is? My payment is the Lord gave his life for me so that I could have the opportunity to live eternally with him and not burn forever in a lake of fire. And some of you guys may not think that that is real or whatever. Some people don't believe that that's real or that it's going to happen, but I promise you it is. It really truly is. It's going to come to that. I know we've been hearing it all of our lives, but it's really going to come to that. And when I get to the end Of my life, I don't want the Lord to look at me and, and, you know, say, you weren't about my work. You weren't about the Father's business. You were lazy. You know, you never tried to get anyone into the house of the Lord or or you never tried reaching out. You never told anyone about me. You know, you never prayed for anyone. You you know, I, I don't want that. I don't do the Lord's work for anyone of the world to acknowledge me. I do the Lord's work so that the Lord acknowledges me and he remembers me whenever my life is over. I won't have to stand in front of him and him say, you workers of iniquity, you know, I never knew you. He will look at me and he will say, well done, my good and faithful servant, you know enter in. I don't want to risk, you know, passing up the opportunity to pray for someone and the Lord say, you know what, you didn't pray for them. You know, the prayer didn't get answered because you didn't pray for them. How do we know? We don't know. We don't know if It's my prayer that the Lord hears that gets through to him. We don't know if it's um, Miss, uh, I don't know, I'll just say some random person, Miss um, Becky down the road, that prayer, you know, gets through to the Lord, you know, we don't know. And by not praying for someone, we take that chance on what if that prayer doesn't get answered or what if somebody can't get through to the Lord. What's if, you know, only one person is praying for this person and nobody else is. And this one person is doing it, but they just cannot get through to the Lord. The Lord says where two or three are gathered that he will be in the midst. And that stays in my mind all the time. Where two or three are gathered, I will be in the midst. We need to reach out. And have others praying. When I saw, you know, my little buddy that, you know, he was hurting and he was in a mess. Of course, I messaged my sister in the Lord and I'm like, you know, there's something really bad going on here. I was like, I don't know what exactly is going on. But by that time, you know, she had already reached out to him and she was already, you know, talking and stuff to him and praying and stuff. So she kindly, you know, she let me know just enough. And I mean, you know, like I reach out to him too as well. And I was like, I just want you to know that, you know, I didn't want to pry in his business or anything, but at the same time he was posting it, it was public. It was nothing hidden, but um, there's a lot of times that I won't exactly read the personal business or the post. I just pray because like I said, I don't really have to have details or nothing. I don't need to know anyone's personal business. My thing is just to pray and try to get through to the Lord and get the Lord to come by and intervene in whatever the situation is. But um, I have continued checking on him and he said he's doing a whole lot better, you know, and he really appreciates all the people that have reached out to him, you know, and has messaged him or prayed for him or whatever. Like he greatly appreciates all of that. Um, I'm not going to give his name or anything, but if you guys, anyone that listens, if you can just, um, just, you know, just keep this person in mind. He's a very special friend and just keep him in mind whenever you pray and just lift him up to the Lord as well. Because like I had noticed that, you know, he had lost a lot of weight and that was a concern of mine because a lot of times, you know. When someone's going through things and then they, they drop a lot of weight, which, like I said, I hadn't seen him in a while, you know, then we automatically assume, and that makes total butts of us, but we automatically assume that they're doing stuff that, they, you know, could be harmful or whatever, but that's not the case. His weight loss was intentional, um, but, um you know, he he's doing better. Like I've checked on him daily and he, you know, he's improving each day. He's doing better. He's coping better. You know, like he said, he has been reading his Bible and like he is a wonderful musician and like he can sing. He sings really, really good. Um, And just like I told him, you know, I said, you know, You have a voice like no other. You can play like no other. I was like, you need to use that for what, you know, I was like, the Lord blessed you with that because not everybody has that. And he needs to use that for the Lord. And that's what I told him too. I was like, you really need to use that for the Lord because he, I mean, it says to make a joyful noise unto the Lord, noise unto the Lord. And I'm telling you. He can really, he makes joyful noise. Like, and my husband is another one. My husband can play guitar really good. And he can sing, but he don't give himself credit that he deserves. Like, you know, and he's a little bit, I guess, shy or something. Because sometimes he don't sing, like, loud to where that you can really understand what he's saying. But when he does, man, he can really... He can really lay it down. And I have, you know, thought so many times, Lord, if he would just come in, what a blessing he would be to, you know, my home church. Because we could really use, you know, some musicians and stuff. And he would be a total blessing. You know, he could play. He, you know, he could play the guitar for the Lord. He could play it there in church. And, like, he would just, you know, it would be a total, complete blessing to our church you know to have some musicians for some musicians and some singers and stuff to come in because we have a really small congregation but the main thing is that the Lord is always in the midst he is always right there with us and that's what matters the most it doesn't matter how big or how small your congregation is what matters is whether or not the Lord is there if the Lord's not there if he's not in it then it's worthless. It's pointless. You're wasting your time. But if the Lord is there and the Lord is in it, then you could literally be two people congregation and get more of a blessing than you ever could with 500 or a thousand. I mean, that's just, that's just the straight facts. Like it, that's just how it is. But, um, you know, I, I also I was like you're not you know losing this weight to try to impress anyone or because of what anyone thinks of you or anything right and he's like oh no 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 you know that he was just doing it for himself for health reasons and I'm like well you know that's that's great I was like to be healthy that's always uh, you know a good thing I was like but don't ever feel like that you need to change your outside appearance because of what others think about you because a lot of times and I know us women are really bad for it because I was really bad for it at one time. We feel that we need to drop down to 120, 130 pound and um, that we should look a certain way or whatever to be accepted. And that's just so not the case. The Lord makes us how he wants us to be. He gives us what he wants us to look like. And it's not about what anyone else, you know, it's not about anyone else's opinion. It's about the Lord and how he looks at us and how he sees us. And in his eyes, you know, we're made exactly how he wanted us. Some of us may be bigger than others. Some of us may be smaller than others. But the main thing is that you're happy, you know, and you're healthy. That's the main thing. It doesn't matter how anyone else looks at you or, you know, how they see you or whatever. It just matters how the Lord sees you. Um, I don't know. I just had this on my mind, and I just felt like that, you know, I have went through the whole feeling like that I have no one, feeling like that I'm all alone, and that was another thing that I, you know, I told him is, no matter what, he's never alone. No matter if he's got, you know, one friend, a million friends, or if he feels like he has none, he always has the Lord. No matter what, he always has the Lord. And that's the main thing. You, you have to, you know, you cling to the Lord. When all else fails, the Lord will not fail. When all else goes wrong, you can't go wrong with the Lord. Like it, you just can't. Like he is the best thing that you will ever have. And you will never know what I'm talking about. You'll never know exactly how good it feels until you give the Lord your whole heart. You'll never understand what I'm trying to say. Because my granny used to say this stuff to me all the time. Like daily you know, she would talk about the Lord and stuff and how good it felt and how much different it was and this and that. And there's been a couple times that I thought, well, now I know what she's talking about because now I've got it. But you know what? I never fully had it until now. I never fully knew what she meant and what the others meant by how you feel when you fully accept the Lord into your life until now. When I accepted the Lord into my life in August of of 2021, it was like I've never done before. It was completely different. It was something I've never experienced before. And I, before, you know, like I was talking to my granny yesterday, I would have never got on here and talked about the Lord. I would have never prayed for people like I do now. I would have never, you know, tried to lead anyone to the Lord or anything like that. I was always so quiet in church. I never spoke out. I was always so afraid that I was just too small, that I didn't know enough that, you know, that I needed to be older to have more understanding or whatever. And that's not the case. It does not matter how old you are. It does not matter how much experience you have with the church. When you give the Lord your whole heart, He, He Himself will let you know what you need to know. And in the meantime, while you're waiting upon an answer, you should be reading your Bible, reading God's Word, making changes in your life, for the better living as close to Christ and as much like Christ as possible praying for others. Like I said, being about the father's business, you know, trying to bring others in no matter what anyone else thinks of you, because you know what? If they had the Lord, they would be doing the same thing. They would be trying to do the same thing thing so if anyone is trying to stir you different or you know or they're talking down about you or they're making you feel like you're less of a person or whatever they don't have the lord they don't have the lord in their life and they don't have a clue what they're talking about but if they're encouraging you if you're doing things right or if you're trying you know to bring others in and be about the father's business and they're encouraging you then wonderful But if they're, you know, complete opposite or whatever, don't let anyone get you down. Just pray for them because you know what? That's what they need. They need the Lord and they need someone, you know, that can pray through to the Lord for them because they're obviously going through things that maybe we don't understand. And honestly, maybe worse than they can even understand or comprehend or, you know, even pray for themselves. But um. I know that, like, I, I've hit a lot of different things here. But I just feel like this is, you know, this is really what's on my heart. Um, the main thing is to be ready. When the end of time comes, to be ready for what is going to happen. Because the end is coming, you guys. It is. It's coming. It, you know, and this is the thing. I'm not trying to tell you that it's coming today or it's coming tomorrow or it's coming next week or anything like that, but it is coming. And, you know, if you're like me and you have little children and stuff, you want your children to know that if something were to happen to you, you know, before they're full grown or whatever, you want to make sure that you have taught them about the Lord because The end of time may last through, you know, your children having children or your children's children having children or whatever. But you want to make sure that you have taught them about the Lord and about how to be ready for that time. If it were to come, you know, during their lifetime, you want them to be prepared and know where they're going to go if something happens. You know, like if the Lord were to come back. you know, during their lifetime, you want to make sure that they're ready and that they know that, you know, hey, I'm ready. I know that I'm going to heaven if I die, you know, or whatever. And that's our goal. That is our goal on this earth is to make sure, or it should be our goal. You know, we all get caught up in living and stuff and trying to keep up with the world and finances and stuff, and we forget to lean on the Lord. Like right now, you know, like I was super, super stressed because my husband was staying home because he lost his dad, and it was so selfish of me, you know, to be like, "You really need to get back to work. You really need to get back to work. You know, we we need the money. We need the income. You really need to get back to work." You know what? He lost his dad. Yes, he will be going back to work. He will, because that is what he does. That's how he was raised. He knows that he has a family to provide for. But you know what? He needed time. And he will go back to work. He will. But that was selfish of me, because you know what? The Lord will provide. He will make a way. When it seems there is no other way, the Lord will make a way. Our bills are paid. We're not starving. Our children are not starving. They're fed. They're not going without. You know, it's okay. He can mourn for a little while. And I I truly believe with all my heart that, you know, he's going to be okay. He'll get back to work, you know. Things will never be back to normal ever. And you know, I I still struggle. Like I, I miss my uncle like crazy. Well, I lost him a few years ago to cancer and well it's in May of 2016. And I still miss him like crazy. Like I do. I miss him so bad sometimes. Like it hurts so bad. And it was selfish of me to, you know, be trying to push my husband to get his butt back to work when, you know, how would I feel if I lost my mommy and daddy? You know, I would be lost to death. I would be so lost. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Like, I, I would. I would just be lost to pieces. I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't, I mean, it would take literally take the Lord to put one foot in front of the other for me. It really would. And I mean, it, it it was it was selfish of me to try to rush him because he'll go back, I know he will, and until then the Lord will provide because the Lord knows he knows my husband's heart and he knows what's going on. And so in the meantime, I'm praying for him. I'm praying for the Lord to give him strength. I'm praying for the Lord to give him comfort. I'm praying for the Lord to give him understanding. And you know what? He will. The Lord will. Because that's my husband. And he knows. He knows how much my husband means to me. And just like my children. You know, I pray for my children. And I and I pray and I have faith and I believe that the Lord is will fix it and the Lord will take care of it. Because if I don't, then what do I have? You know, the Lord knows. He knows our heart. He knows our struggles. He knows everything before we even know the Lord already knows. So just keep that in mind. Before we even know the Lord already knows. I mean, he really does. Before we even know anything is going on, the Lord already knows. He's already working it out, but he still wants us to call on him and to ask him. 99.99% of the time when something is going on, the Lord already knows about it, but he just wants us to call on him. He he needs us to need him. So whatever it is, don't ever hesitate to ask because the Lord has most likely already got it in the making, but he just wants to know that you know that you need him daily, every day, in every aspect of life. You need him. I, I feel like that I could probably continue on and on and on and on here. But I'm going to end this here and be on the lookout because there will be another episode tomorrow and we're going to get back on track of posting daily for now. Um, I had debated on doing a specific day of the week, but I feel like that I still should be on my journey of posting daily. So just be on the lookout for that. And I love all of you guys. And don't ever hesitate to ask me to pray for you, because that is why I'm here, is to tell you about the Lord, to hopefully get you into the house of God, get you on the right path to where that when this world is over or when your time comes to an end, that, you know, there's no second guessing, there's no worrying, and that I know that your soul has gone on to heaven. But I love you guys and continue praying for me and my family and um, literally just our world in general, because our entire world needs prayer. Our entire world needs guidance. It needs love. It needs peace. It needs understanding. Like, it's, it's very needy right now. It needs a lot right now. And the only way that it's going to get what it needs and get back to where it needs to be is through the Lord. And it can't get there if we don't ask the Lord for it. Always remember you have not because you ask not. Okay? Keep that in mind. No matter what it is, there's nothing too big or too small for the Lord. And if you don't have it, always remember you have not because you ask not. I love you guys. And I'm going to... Pop off of here and continue working on my puzzle and I hope to catch you guys in the next episode.